Gentlemen's Club. You know what time it is. It is week 14, playoff time. We are here talking about the best fantasy football, keeper, IDP, dynasty, I think I might have said that already, league that's ever existed. Uh, and I am joined by our commissioner, Andrew Clark. How you doing, buddy? I am doing well. I'm excited for this. It's early on a Friday. Both of us have our coffee. We're ready to do this. Um, so today, never a bad time to talk never, fantasy. Never a bad time to drink coffee and talk fantasy. So uh, today we're going to talk through week 13 recap, share, share how everything shook out, some thoughts there, playoff preview, round one, uh, and then we will give some playoff predictions all the way through conference championships, GC championships, and then we have some draft updates for you uh, for how the draft currently sits, picks one through six. So Clark, let's jump into it. Let's talk about week 13 recap. It was literally everything we had hoped for come like week four. We were talking about it, that it might be close. We yeah. talked about it even before the season, that it might be close. And sure enough, it was. It was fun to see it kind of all play out. Um, like you just said, kind of how we were hoping for. I mean, most games were, were really close. Um, and it came down to, honestly, that Tuesday night matchup between Dallas and Baltimore. Um, we were literally just laughing before we started this about how like Lamar Jackson made it interesting for at least a quarter and then kind of and yeah. off. Um, Only had 107 yards passing and still ended up with 48 points. Right? It's like, how does that happen? Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. And so, um, so you unit beating Pedersen, which ultimately kind of shut down his chances. We saw Bubba beat Pablo and get the number one seed. Um, for the first time in the Timberlake and then Casey Thompson uh, with team team made the playoffs. So that's his very first time, which is, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I think it's just funny that he was so secure going into the playoffs that he just went and played Dungeons and Dragons and called it good. It's like, I got this. Don't worry. That's just, <laughs> just swag, dude. It's just swag. practice. You want to talk about practice? Let's talk about the game. He's like the Allen Iverson in our league in that he way. Just didn't even care. <laughs> you rolled in that 20 for sure. So yeah, for sure. Um, but it was cool. Yeah. It was fun to see. And I, I think what'll be interesting is Casey gets the number two seed in the Timberlake, but then he has to face the, you know, the champ last year, champ and Pablo and you're the champ until you're beat. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that'll be interesting. I think Bubba getting the first round by was really key. Um you know, and congrats to him for winning the Timberlake for the first time mm-hmm. as well, just because it kind of the bye weeks are always stressful because you don't want your team to be good. You just mm-hmm. want them to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking at both of your teams yesterday and you guys kind of just did like Meh, with the guys that you had playing. So yes, it's everything you hope for in a bye week. Yeah. So it's like you hope for a down week, you hope no one gets hurt and then everyone comes out ready to roll the last two weeks. So yeah. yeah. Um, so good on that. And then you locked up the, you know, two seed in the Carter, um, which is awesome, you know, and I think your matchup between you and Taylor will be a fun one to watch this weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a uh, playoff preview. We want to break down the matchups. We'll talk about who, who, who wins it first of all, and then we'll talk about players to watch who maybe influence that uh, a little bit. So uh, let's talk about Pablo versus Casey first. Who do you think is going to win that? Uh, I have been in the team team bag bandwagon like all year. It's just as difficult for me when I started to break down, really look at like 
players to watch and who's who's playing really well and kind of the role people are on um and so i have actually i'm leaning on team pablo i think to take the win wow all right i was close to picking the same thing i i am on team team bandwagon for this one because i don't think justin herbert throws a flub like he did in that game granted i don't think darren waller goes off for 52 points again but i don't think they, I, I think those two will even even themselves out delvin cook will still score 40 points a game like yeah that, those those three players i mean darren waller is my surprise player of the year honestly like that he's just impressive so i think i think casey takes i think it's super close though yeah i think either way it's going to be close i mean casey won the first matchup by almost 30 points mm-hmm. it's a pretty you know that's a that's a solid victory um when i started looking through it's like herbert cook and waller like he needs he needs them to have their game mm-hmm. like not their best game of the year but they like when i look at pablo starting russ d hop dk tanyan the tight the tight end from the packers is kind of come out of nowhere to be a top five tight end and he's got Kenyon drake i'm like like if those guys play their normal game, that's just more, more stat filler mm-hmm. than the Herbert Cook Waller. We forget about Julio Jones with mm-hmm. with Casey. But I don't know if I can trust him this year. No, injured, I, so it's like yeah. I think with Pablo's team, it's super interesting because he has a lot of players that are on like bubble teams, mm-hmm. like in real life. So Kenyon Drake, he's probably going to try to crush it because the Cardinals are just over 500 or 500 like in the wild card like so who knows what he's going to do there i think though the player to watch for this match is jonathan taylor for Mm -hmm. casey because if jonathan taylor can do what we know he can do between herbert cook waller and then if you add jonathan taylor in there regardless of julio like that's a yep if jonathan taylor can put up 30 it's over the the interesting point might be the fact that for Washington, Gibson is not going to play. McKissick's now in. And McKissick's going to play, which is in his flex position for Casey. Mm-hmm. Because Casey had on Johnson for a while, but then he got injured. And I was looking at it last week. I was like, oh, McKissick was only averaging, was only supposed to be projected for like six points yep. going into that. And now that Gibson's hurt, it's like that opens up some space for him. And he's McKissick's the better pass catcher. Mm-hmm. Which low key is the key to like Delvin Cook having the year he's have having. Mm-hmm. They finally have been throwing the ball to him. Mm-hmm. Like to have a running back who just runs a bunch is epic, right? Like if you get twenty five carries or more, like awesome. The bell cow. Mm-hmm. The actual key is if he gets the twenty twenty five carries and five to eight catches. Well, so that's Derrick Henry's thing. Like Derrick Henry is that bell cow. He does not catch a whole lot. He only gets you know? one or two catches, maybe. Right. But he still gets 170 yards like every game, you know, whereas Christian McCaffrey, that's been his secret the entire time. He might only get like 80 yards rushing, but he gets another 75 in passing and a running touchdown and a catching touchdown, you know, and that's where he gets all of his points. Yep. So, yeah, when it kind of breaks down, it's like if Herbert has the game, we know he can have, right? He's a top 10 quarterback as a rookie, which is incredible. Cook has just his standard base level game he's had all year, which is basically about a 35 point game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I think you're, I think the, the trigger comes down to is McKissick perform. And then honestly, the thing that keeps giving Pablo the edge in my mind is D hop DK Tanyan versus Slayton Jones and Mooney. Yeah. Like the wide receivers on Pablo's side are vastly better. It's, it's wild. And that's where it's like, he needs, in my opinion, it ultimately might be, he needs one of those receivers to have not a career game, but probably, probably they're better. One of their better games they've had all season. Each of the, each of them has, I think like two, four, like 30 or 40 point games though, as wide receivers. So Mm -hmm. it's like any, either of them could do that again and make it a third time this season. Yeah. He's had, Mooney is kind of his, like, the guessing game. His mm-hmm. highest has been a 17-point game back in week eight. You know, they're playing Houston, which probably should be a shootout between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does he get the ball just as much as Robinson has been? That That's that interesting moment. Darius Slayton has been amazing. And then he's had games where he's had no catches. Yeah. And so you're just – it's that it's that weird balance of – Hot and cold. I wish Luther Jones would have been in this game. Um, but it's looking like he's probably not going to play. Um, so, yeah, it's it'll be fun. It'll be really interesting to see just in those certain matchups. I obviously – I give the quarterback running back position. I actually give that win to Casey. It's the, that middle ground. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that extra five to ten points. Yeah you know, that each person is capable of giving over Casey's that adds up. And, and a, a thing for Pablo that we've kind of missed, I think a lot in the conversation about his team is the, the dude has linebackers who score as much as flex position players. Yeah. Between Wagner, David and Jalen Smith. I mean, like those guys average over 10 points a game and have both scored like upwards of 14, 15, 16 points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is really hard to beat when a team is rolling out like that heavy of hitters mm-hmm. at the linebacker position. Yeah. Three. So, I mean, just imagine having three extra consistent, maybe middle to lower tier flex players. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So it'll be a fun one. That's why like I give, you know, they had no one play in last night's game. So it sets it all mm-hmm. up for, for Sunday. Mm-hmm. I did you know, notice Paul that. Been, been, Paul was probably the colder of the two teams. But Pablo also did have like a seven game win streak in the middle of the season. And then he's, but he's been one in three the last, the last couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he beat too early? All team team and Bubba. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. Casey OC is a hotter team. I just think Pablo's team is built more for playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, but I still think Casey ends up taking it. Pulls one out. I so. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about predictions later. If Casey can pull it out, I have a wild prediction, but um, so let's talk about the other matchup. We've got Taylor versus me. Yep. Uh, who, who you got winning? Obviously I have to pick myself. I, I actually picked you as well. Okay. I, I just, what's what for me, the difficult thing about picking against Asherhoff, who was my preseason champion is he's just been one in, he's one in four in the last five. Mm -hmm. He is, you know, between the two of you, 
Um, you had a three point victory against him in week in week three. Like Taylor did go, or or he no, had he a, had he had a three point victory against me. Yeah, week three. My my bad. But um, he also had a seven game winning streak. I just like, I just a team that's coming in, and it's like some of his losses in the last six weeks have been bad, bad losses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I had to go with you. I think your team has just been on more of a roll. I think you have, um, your team is definitely the one that's built to like have the explosion game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also argue that your team is the most probably likely to implode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I had a 190-point game, and I've also had a 280-point game. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's all so, over the place. But just in terms of how guys are playing and what, what it's kind of looking like, I, I lean in your direction. Yeah, I do too. I think my team hit its low point when, when like, Pablo and Akterhoff were hitting their high points. I was hitting my low point. Mm-hmm. And I somehow, and I said this to you before, I was like, I don't know how I ended up 9-4. and four. Like, yeah. granted, the end of my season, like, I wasn't as hard as some other people's schedules. And I don't mean that like the guys that I played were like, like walks in the park. It just was like, I knew that I wasn't facing somebody who was going to pop off for 300, three weeks in a row, you know? So I at least had a chance going into it. And so to end up nine and four and be on this streak where it's like, okay, kind of seems like my players are scoring a little bit more consistently. I mean, Clyde Edwards, Edward had like this, mystery stomach bug that all of a sudden popped up. That's like, if he doesn't have that, it's another 15 to 20 points and games not even close against Pedersen, you know? Mm-hmm. So what's exciting for me is I scored 270 last week and it's like, okay, that could have very easily been a 290 game. That for me going into the playoffs to finish that way yep. is hope, especially, I mean, like I have a couple players too, that they're on the playoff bubble. Will they get hot? Will their teams get hot? You know, like, Cleveland has to clinch it still, you know, um, Lamar Jackson's still in the wild card hunt. Like, could he all of a sudden start going off, you know, Calvin Ridley, he's by himself potentially this week against Julio Jones. So, yeah. So all of that to say, who is your player to watch from the, from the matchup for maybe each, maybe one from each team. Who's the person you're watching? I look at for you, I think Nick Chubb and the re like the final emergence of Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. has been huge. Mm-hmm. I think Chubb coming back healthy. Um, Davis being finally a top five pick and playing like it rounds out your receivers. In a I've whole waited so long. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, long. Ridley Shark and Ridley Shark and Davis now looks like a formidable receiving core, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Yep. Um, but as I, so I, I think those two are key. I think the key to your, to you winning the championship is Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, I think it comes down to, like we said, the fact that he barely threw for a hundred yards and still had almost 50 points. I'm like, that just goes to show that at any moment he can pop off for 60 or 70 and not even be a thing. Mm-hmm. That's a game changer. Yep. Then you don't need Edward Teller to have more than 15 to 20 points. Then you don't need your flex position to, to just be healthy. Like, yeah when you're getting 60 or 70 more from your quarterback, like it's a whole, I mean, talk, we talked it's about this 30 more points than what I've been averaging with him at this point. Fife was literally beating people just because Prescott was scoring so much. Um, yep. 
So it's a, it's a, I think this week specifically it's Chubb and Davis. I think for you as a run, it's, it's Jackson. Um, yeah. So I would, I would say Lamar is my long-term watch. Like I think if he starts going off, I have a significant chance of winning. I think mine is different than yours this week. I think Chark is my player to watch this week because he has significantly underperformed for being one of the only guys in Jacksville. Now, Glennon has somehow proven to be good there, which is something they haven't had since Minshaw, which is part of his problem, why he hasn't been able to do anything. I think another week of their chemistry growing, I think Chark is my player to watch this week for my team Um, because – Ridley's proven he can do it. Corey Davis has been consistent. Chark has not over the past couple weeks, but I think he will. Yeah. Um, I think I my, think you, we'll go, go on. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, I think you need it because I, I think with Robinson Diggs and Eckler being healthy, his team is, is rounding, rounding back out mm-hmm. to be like, again, looking like the reason why he was like picked to be my champion personally, because like Stefan Diggs has been amazing. You know, James Robinson has been at this point, he's, he is the offensive rookie of the year at some level mm-hmm. or in the conference for rookie of the year. I mean, his, for me, the player to watch is Chris Carson mm-hmm. is Chris Carson healthy. And now all of a sudden we're talking about Eckler Robinson and Carson, those three running backs that, that should be that should be enough to overcome your running backs. It so yeah, it's that interesting like it's a health issue at this point. Yeah, I was I was gonna go with Austin Eckler, but I don't know. Like the thing that scares me about Taylor's team, if he does keep going, is I don't know how much they play Austin Eckler towards the end of the season with being three and nine currently. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, do they start to, because they're in fourth place, there's no way they're catching up at this point. They're not even in the consideration for wild card. So my player to watch is, is Austin Eckler to see like, I mean, last week he was like 13 points or something. Like, is that a fluke? Cause he's averaged 25 when he plays, is that a fluke or is that a sign of things to come as they slowly start to think about draft picks and winding down for the season rather than putting their essentially star running back in the backfield. Yeah. You know, when he's already been hurt a little bit this season. So that's my player to watch is Austin Eckler to see if he does come back or if they start to shut him down for the season with there only being three weeks left for them to play at this point, you know? And what's interesting is I think you have, better defense overall Mm -hmm. but i really like where his defense is going so it's like Mm -hmm. i i do think you guys will have a really really close game um i just taylor's team for being probably having more veterans has just been so much more inconsistent than your team Mm -hmm. having all the rookies that you have or the young guys yeah when we talked about this last last week like could you could you look back and have any regrets on the season? And I wonder if not starting Cam Akers, if Eckler goes down. And Taylor and I talked about this. I said, "Dude, I'm so glad you didn't start Eckler or uh, Akers." Yeah. And he was like, "I literally went back and forth for hours before the game whether to make that shift or not." You know. Yeah. And, and if they're going to start shutting, yeah, if they're going to start shutting Eckler down, it's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that almost forty points from back would be. Oh, it'd be nice. over. I mean, because that would have been his flex spot. Like, yeah, well, that would have been that would have been devastating. What's the conversation of like? Okay, Chris Carson's probably going to play, but he's been super injured all year. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's just like oh, so do you not get anywhere close to that output? Like the the bummers if I'm Taylor. I need Eckler, Robinson, and Carson to all get over 20 points to feel confident that I started those three. Mm-hmm. If one of those guys comes up with less than 20, it's that's the ultimate regret. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know Akers is a rookie, so you, so you can't actually blame him for not playing him, but just like, no, that's the bite of like, oh my gosh, two guys look like they're going to be injured. One guy's just coming back. Oh, what yeah, am I getting? I is there load management and all that, all that stuff? Yeah, he, there was no easy choice. I will say that. Like, I wouldn't feel bad. Like if I would have started who he started personally, I would have started Robinson, yeah. Carson, Eckler. Those guys make sense to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just and if you got to get almost 40 on your bench, you're like the guys I chose have to get at least half those points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause 40 is one of those that you're not expecting anybody to like ever get 40, you know, yeah. um, even, even uh, Derek Henry, you're expecting like 30 every week. You're not expecting 40 or 50, you know? So, yeah. so I think it's going to be, I think both games are really good. Like I said, I think you just are the hotter team. Five straight wins. Um, and your guys' last game, like your matchup in week three, like he he barely – he was healthy, and he only pulled it off by three. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that was a stat-corrected three. I think we were within one and a half points, and I think it stat-corrected up to three. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be a fun first round. Cool. Uh, let's talk playoff predictions long-term then uh, towards the end of the season. Who do you think is winning the conference finals then? So the match between Pablo and Bubba, which I think will be a fun, I'm excited for any Timberlake matchup, but mm-hmm. just going off of the fact that I picked Pablo. So between Pablo and Bubba, I think Bubba wins. Okay. I do think out of myself or him having the bye week, the bye week helps him more than me. Mm-hmm. Um, because it gives them an idea of what Pittsburgh's going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the being, yeah, yeah. What are they? Gonna, that's the danger for me with his team, truthfully, and why I don't think he wins. Yeah, I, I look at it only from the standpoint: does he have an idea of who he should start and who he should, shouldn't? Mm-hmm. Where this week would be so much more of a crapshoot. Like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Next week should be even more obvious. Of yeah, Roethlisberger, they're just looking to kind of stay healthy, so no one's going hard. You know, or get him healthy before the season or before the playoffs. Um, And so I, I lean Bubba's way. Um, I do think Mostert back being healthy is super helpful. Um, He's getting sneaky points from Giovanni Bernard. Mm -hmm. But I think the ultimate reality is even if they play just half a game, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, Number one tight end, number one receiver, like could be even further number one wide receiver if they would have challenged that catch. Oh my gosh, <laughs> unreal! I just I I lean I lean into the fact that like those are really good. Like it's really nice to have multiple guys like that who are going to get the ball. Kansas City, I mean, they're going to play hard for a half, and those guys are going to each get eight catches and a half. I mean, think about his think about his offense. It's Pittsburgh and Kansas City, two of the most dynamic offenses in the league this yep. year. Yep. Yeah. The only issue would be as he gets further and further, both teams are locked up. Yep. Yep. I think that's why I shut him down. But I think yep. for next week, 
if it's Pablo and Bubba, I'm I'm taking Bubba. Yeah. So my Timberlake prediction is I think Casey is going to win the conference finals. I don't think he just gets into the playoffs. I think he makes it because of the reasons of how hard, how hard is Mahomes going to play towards the end of the season? How hard is Ben Roethlisberger going to play towards the end of the season? There's a, there's a regular season advantage, I think, to having those two teams be your primary offenses. Mm-hmm. And there's a real disadvantage the later you get into week 15 and 16. Yeah. That I, I just don't, I just don't know if I trust it because they're so far ahead of everyone else. Like if it was close still in their divisions, like that's a different story where they're just trying to lock up number one yeah. and the bye week. But it's like, I just, I just don't know. Like yeah. if it's going to be sustainable, even if they play, even if they play for a half, you know, yeah. I, I, that's just not enough. Yeah. So I think Casey ends up, I think he ends up beating Pablo. Then I think he ends up beating Bubba. I still think it'll be close because of those two offensive teams that he has leading his offense. But yeah, I, I just think he ends up pulling it out, making it to the finals. I can see that. Never would have guessed that before the season started, but I can see it. All right, let's switch. Let's switch uh, tracks to the Carter. So we have both of us winning yep. me winning um, this week, going into the conference finals. Who do you have winning in the conference finals? I have you beating me. Wow. I do for, not have that <laughs> for almost the same reasons you just gave for Casey beating Bubba. I have guys who are going to keep playing. I just, I, if you, if you get through this first round against Taylor, I think it comes back to that conversation we had about Lamar Jackson. Mm. I, the fact that Lamar is potentially playing like, for something to prove something and Baltimore not really being like they're in the playoff picture, but not in the playoffs yet. I'm, I just can't imagine them just not going so hard. And it almost feels like they're playing like school ball in some ways where they're like, we know we're super good. Yeah. And we're just trying like, we'll get there and then we'll crush it. Yeah. And so I just, I lean into like into that and for me, I just – I don't trust the health of my team. I think uh, I think Zeke, like, quietly gets shut down. Like, they don't really make a big fuss about it. They've but kind of been doing that already with Pollard stepping up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, why w- – we know we're not playing for anything, so why would we – and Dak's not playing. Why would we continue to throw him out there in that way? Yep. Uh, Jacobs has gone, kind of gone back and forth with being hurt and not being hurt. Um, I just, I'm just having the classic, like things seem to be breaking down potentially at just the most opportune time for my team. So then you have, (laughs) so then you have me versus Bubba in the conference, in the championship. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) Yeah. It would be awesome if that happened. I just think that would be a, an amazing matchup to have that rivalry be in the championship. Yeah. Um, Dude, could you imagine I won two championships this year? Won the Lou, won the GC, both trophies sitting on my desk at work, snapping pictures to Bubba every single week, just like what could have been. And I'm sure he would just he would just love that. Um, I love and that. I would totally expect it in return if he ended up crushing me one year too. But oh, ab- you know. absolutely, you know he would. Yeah, um, yeah. I just think. Like part of me, I was like, okay, am I choosing this? Cause I'm trying to be like quote unquote humble, like all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, I just, 
realistically, if my guys all play, yes, I I should be okay. But I just am like, I think this week really shows this bye week. I'm glad I have it because I get to see what they're going to do with Zeke. Um, because I think last week was indicative of the kind of boomer bust that you talked about. Like I think it was your lowest scoring week. Yep. And you had quite a few starters playing, if I remember right. I sat Jacobs. I didn't have Chris Godwin playing. Like I had a couple. I started um, either like Jerry Judy, who didn't do much. Like it wasn't my full strength team, but it wasn't like wasn't like your d level team like it wasn't like you were trying to lose the game on purpose exactly like it was definitely like a okay this is not fun like yeah so i think a i think the match between watson and jackson would be super fun and mm-hmm. should be high scoring they're, they're kind of the same player-esque mm-hmm. um i think jackson a better runner than watson and watson a little bit better of a thrower mm-hmm. um and like I said, I, I'm excited to see, in my opinion, if you win this week with Jackson having a monster game, that sets up kind of your run. Mm-hmm. I think that sets up with the, how the season ends with Baltimore trying to get in, Jackson having something to prove. Yeah, I, that's where I look at when you and I play. I think, I think it's Jackson and you moving on. Yeah. Yeah, so I have, I have you beating me. Um, in that game, I just think your team doesn't shut down as quickly as you think. Um, and then in the finals, I have you versus Casey, which is everything that I <laughs> hope for the master and the Padawan. I think it's going to be great. Um, and I don't, I, the thing is, I don't think Casey's team ends up winning though in the finals. I think your team Contrary to what you believe, Zeke might get shut down a little bit, but I think Derrick Henry goes off. I mean, they're playoff hunt still. I think J- I think Jacobs does come back healthy again. He's so young that like I think he I think he ends up coming back. They're doing I think the Raiders are They're in the playoff hunt. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I think he starts to step up some, you know, Chris Godwin coming back will help. Like I just I think you have too many, and I think Watson has just proven yeah that he is he's just even though they're like three and nine or four and eight whatever they are like he just still has monster games um regardless and i i think you end up winning it this year but i think it's close i think dalvin cook definitely i think dalvin cook and jonathan taylor and herbert make it close though at the same time i would agree with that i think between you and bubba i have you winning for the fact i think bubba gets there but I think by week 16, Pittsburgh and Kansas City, those guys aren't, they're not. I think, I think that's true. If that ends up happening, I agree with you. I just don't think I'm going to make it, but I do think I end up winning it if I play Bubba in the finals yeah. for that reason. Yeah. So, all right. Well, there you have it. We can, we'll post so it's that. Either, it's either you or I, <laughs> the guys that are doing the podcast. We put ourselves that we're going to win it. How unreal. Which means it's going to be like, Pablo versus Taylor. Yeah, right. Yeah, guys that's what it's going to be. be in the first round. So, <laughs> dude, yeah, that's totally true. Because, like, the, I think the beauty of like the Dan Levitard show. I don't know if you listen to them at all. They go into like their whole shtick around Super Bowl time is like, hey, what do the, what does one team need to do to beat the other? And they have these analysts on, and they're talking like all this. Like, they have to make sure their line their linemen are healthy. This, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And then the answer they're always looking for is 
They just have to score more points. That's literally the only thing that one team needs to do to beat the other. Like all of this other stuff you're talking about is crap because you can't predict anything that's going to happen. You're not the coaches. You don't know what the schemes are. They just need to score more points. (laughs) Just go out there and win. Yeah, right. Just win it. So uh, real quick, before we end draft update, hit us with uh, where picks are currently. Cool. So we have the first six uh, picks locked in. Um, and in case you forgot, we don't snake draft. So it is just one through 12, one through 12, one through 12 for the seven rounds. So this year's number one overall pick will be Jake Fife. Cause he kept it. Um, Taylor Kovleski will be number two, but currently the number two overall pick belongs to Chris Thompson. Dude, I would love to win it and have the second overall pick. That'd be epic. That would be crazy. Um, Joe Williams is third. Tyler Broad is fourth. Van Camp will be fifth. And Joe Pedersen will be drafting sixth. It's un I mean, and we talked about this. It's unreal that like behind me, there are legitimate teams that like their teams weren't bad. Like they were actually scoring decent. Like Broad went on like went on a I think he's five and eight now. Or did he end up losing? I think he ended up finishing four and eight. Four and eight. So, or four and nine. But, like, yeah. his team is good. <laughs> you know? Like, I think Pedersen said it. Like, where was team Where was team brought all, all season? You know, like, his team is scary good, and now he's got a top, like, three. I mean, that's just... Yeah. That's going to be nuts next year, man. It's going to be crazy. He had an eight-game losing streak in the middle of the season. But then he finished four and one. Mm-hmm. Last year he finished five and zero. Oh. He was five and eight to end the season. Like that's it. that's been his mo the past two seasons. Yeah, and, and so now he's got a top pick again. Just crazy. Top four pick. I think Taylor Kovleski having a top two pick. Yeah, it'd be nice have the number two overall. But like the fact that the rest of the draft will be drafting in that second position is pretty epic mm-hmm. for where his team's at. Uh, and then we, you know, there's Juicy J. There's Joe Williams with a top three pick. He takes the draft serious. It, yeah. I mean, it seems be, like he's fired up to do so. Making a burner account. Making the burner account. <laughs> yeah, I think I think year eight of the GC is a year that we have never experienced before. Mm-hmm. I think would mm-hmm. be the the anticipation towards yeah. it. Yeah, I think both the Timberlake and Carter are very. Compa- I think there's four to five teams from both divisions that are in the playoff hunt to the end. Yeah. Yep. Um, Just crazy. Yeah. I, I don't anticipate any like two and 11s or I think, I think a lot of guys are coming in at four and nine. I think like six and seven or seven and six makes the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wins a division. Yep. I think you're right. I think we'll see a lot of that next year. Yeah. I think guys that have won a ton will now be more middle of the road, but it doesn't mean their teams are bad. It yep. just means that it's gotten that much more competitive. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. So we, you know, this is our playoff preview. We're going to come back and do one post playoffs. Yep. Realistically with the holidays, it just doesn't work to do a whole bunch of episodes in between here with church and family and traveling, all that stuff. So we'll make sure we'll hit the guys up with the, the post one. We'll have some other fun stuff planned, but um, so there it is. I mean, this week, I think we both picked, you picked Casey. I picked Pablo. We both picked you. And then our ultimate champions, you picked me and I 
pick you. <laughs> so, um, oh, so we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a, a fun ride. Yeah, um, it will be. And honestly, it's, I don't think I've ever been anywhere close to picking who actually wins this thing. So no, no, who knows? So you basically just doomed me. Thanks. Appreciate it. And you, you're welcome. So, yeah, you're welcome. But, uh, yeah. Taylor, it really, realistically, it's going to be Taylor and Pablo. That's what it's going to be. We just know it's going to happen, but I can feel yeah. So. Sweet. That's playoff preview. Sweet, man. We did it. Thanks for listening. It's been the GC regular season. Now we're into playoffs. Let's get it. It's the, it's, this is why it's the best fantasy dynasty keeper idp football league that has ever existed and it's all because of you guys so sweet later all right later